welcome to the Doctor's Companion, the podcast where we talk about Doctor Who. I'm Nick Jimenez. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. Not saying the whole thing. Uh, I'm Scott Corelli, and I'm giving my co-host an existential crisis. <laughs> what is- I'm, I'm Cass Fredrickson. You all forgot about what is- me. The 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 podcast where we talk about Doctor Who one Doctor at a time is that that's like that's basically that's not that's the minute format, yeah, yeah that's like um but any <laughs> in any event uh, we are here to talk about part three of Flux Once Upon Time this is written by Chris Chibnall directed by Azhar Salim and uh, let's um let, let let's start with Cass what were your overall thoughts with uh with this episode um i think i'm really conflicted on this one um this You're one was last week too i know but this <laughs> one was like genuinely confusing for me like i know that i'm usually the one of the three of us that kind of knows what the hell's going on but i have no idea i need like an explanation on like i yeah, we'll 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 get into it. But I I I I did I think I did like it overall. It was just like really um really confusing. Um, <laughs> Scott, what were your overall thoughts? Um I really liked it. Um not as much as last week. Mm. Uh but it was it was good. It was like, um, it felt like Chibnall trying to do Moffat, um, which is, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I, I thought it was executed pretty well. Uh, I, I thought I knew what was going on, but now Cass has me second guessing myself. <laughs> No, no, if if I'm just stupid, like <laughs> I just I don't know. I guess I uh I mean, yeah, I mean it was definitely trippy. It was a trippy episode. Yeah. Um but uh I don't know. I guess yeah, I mean it was like it was like I mean, we'll talk about the details of it, but like Nick, what were your overall thoughts? Um real quick, re- refresh my memory either of you. Um turn left. Was that yeah. written by Stephen Moffat or Russell T? Russell T. Okay. Because it, it reminded me a lot of episodes like Turn Left or um, like a- episodes where we're displaced for much of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it also kind of reminded me of the um, the Dream Lord episode with Toby Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Where it's like kind of a, a mind trip, you know. Um, I do agree with Scott that I think it was a step down in pure entertainment value from last week. Mm-hmm because you are confused for so much of it. Um, (laughs) I think I was able to, (laughs) I think I was able to piece it together at the end. And also what I really liked is this felt to me like a really personal story for 13. And this is the most I've ever had a handle on like what she wants, like what her super want is besides like saving the day and saving the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll get into that. But first off uh, my first detail thought that I want to share with both of you really frustrates me that we finally get a secondary outfit and it's like technically non-canon. It's like a dream sequence. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. With like the black, the black trench. I have a theory that it's the same coat, just inside out. Well, when? Mm, interesting. Um, In her vision of the Ruth doctor operation story, she's wearing like a darker jacket. Oh, a I black didn't... jacket instead of a gray one. Yeah. And I got a kick out of it. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> It's like in Riverdale when Betty turns in a dark Betty and she wears like a wig. <laughs> Cass, did you uh, did you did you look up from your uh, crochet while you were watching? No, this? I did. I had my subtitles on. I was like, dude, I have no idea what the hell's going on. So I I, I thought about putting subtitles on. I, I probably should have. Yeah. So bringing I, accents. Okay. So so let's let's walk through the plot as I as I absorbed it. Okay. Um, okay. So. So at where we left off last week, we've got we've got two people up in the 
in the little slots for the time lady people, right? I don't know the names of any of the, these the, things. The, the, I'm just, the Mori, right? The Mori. Mori. Oh, the Mori. Okay. I'm I'm like purely visual with a lot of chimney okay. stuff because right. his okay. names are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, okay. So, so they're taking the place of two of the Mori. Uh, 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 Sass and Frass are are gonna like snap their fingers. Wait, oh wait, 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 wait. No. The uh, 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 a swarm and Azure, Azuri. Yes. Okay. Yeah. On the Discord, swarm we and Azuri. Sass and Frass. Yes, yeah, so Sass and Frass. They're gonna they're gonna snap their fingers, and then all of time is gonna hit our two buddies, and it's gonna fry them the way that like they fried the the other ladies. And so to save them, uh, basically the doctor is like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put, I'm going to throw Dan in there and also myself, I'm not going to ask for his permission. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to throw Dan into the mix and I'm going to get in the mix. Uh, and we're all going to go through time, but like, it'll be split up better. So then it won't be as dangerous or something. So she does well, that. It, it was it was kind of a last ditch, like classic right. Doctor Who, no better option. And then the rest of the episode is her cleaning up the mess that she had to make to, to save everyone, right? Which to is like, like basically not fry them from the inside. Yeah, and so yeah. she ends up placing them in little pockets of their own time period. Well, doesn't um, it do that itself? Because she's like, she's pissed off about it. Like she's like, no, don't go. Right. Wait, no, don't. Go. Oh no, not me. So, right, 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 right. So then the rest of the episode, I think is we're going from character to character visiting their timelines right? where the other characters are playing roles in their timeline, but aren't actually them, but they're yeah. playing those parts. I assume for COVID reasons. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh wow. To keep the bubble smaller. I'm so bad at noticing stuff like that lately. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, these characters are... haven't been in, in the same frame the whole episode. Prefer, yeah, they're doing you know. a really good job of covering it up, I think, most of the time. Yeah. Um, I thought I was watching, I was like, oh, that's a really clever way to keep the bubble small. That's good. Um, so so then we're going from timeline, like the doctor's timeline to, to this person's timeline. We're going right. to each one, and we're uh, they're like trying to escape. They're like trapped in their own timeline, trying to escape, and that's all it is. And it's like kind of trippy, you know. But like, it's I think the trippiest part of it is that we're we're not staying in one timeline and then going to another one. We're like we're just popping around each one, and yeah, so it yeah. becomes really confusing, especially when characters are playing other characters but are the same actor. And so like, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm fairly certain that's what's going on. And so we get like, we get like the doctor's timeline with like the missing material. And then yeah, Ruth era, like division yeah, the era. Ruth era. Yeah. The division. Right. We get that stuff. We get, um, we get, uh, 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 yeah, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. I, it wasn't, I guess I, once I figured out that they weren't themselves in all of those timelines. Um, yeah. That, and I think, I thought the editing yeah. was pretty effective at it. Like, you know, in the scene where uh, maybe my favorite scene in the episode where we get like Yaz and doctor being like buddy cops in a car together. Um, and then we flash out and we see that the doctor is actually Yaz's partner, but the doc, she, the Yaz is going back and forth between seeing the partner and the doctor. Right. right. I right. guess um. I guess because I was able to 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 follow that. What I'm confused about is all the stuff about capital T time, like the planet, um, what they're <laughs> doing with it. Um, it's war the, with space. There, yes, it's capital S space. Um, I'm a little I, wonky on that as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a I'm gonna throw a dart at the board, and I'm Do gonna it. say okay. that. This is all leading toward, yeah, like literally like an episode that's going to be like, it's like Chris Chibnall being like, uh, uh, what if, so like <laughs> the TARDIS is dimensions and time and space. We talk about time and space all the time. The doctor is a master of time and space, right? Yeah. What if time and space were at war with each other? And like, maybe that's what the flux is. Like the flux yeah. is 
the war between time and space as like ethereal concepts like forces. and when yeah forces and when they're talking about like they're like oh do you think that the flux came out of nowhere no somebody did this right i think what they're talking about is whoever the ultimate villain of the season is going to be which i don't think is going to be sass and press but <laughs> i feel like it's I the old lady be... she talks to oh maybe but i think it's going to be i think it's going to be someone who is who started the flux by creating the war between time and space, which therefore created the flux. That's what I think the flux is. I think it's like a living thing that represents the war between time and space. And as it goes through areas, it tears the, it tears it apart because like if time and space is at war with each other, and it goes through an area. I mean, yeah, you would be wrecked forever. I mean, like literally, <laughs> you know. So I think that's what's going on. I think. Okay. Okay. A yeah. lot of that. A lot. A lot of that feels sound to me. It, it kind of like it also feels very Moffaty too. The idea of personifying the concepts of time and space, and it seems it seems to me that at some point time was like an unchecked force that yeah. was just free, yeah. and the doctor's side, the division era was controlling time. Yeah. Um, but then like space was like, no. Okay. So that, that that's kind of where I'm is like, so does the swarm represent space or time? I think space. Cause that's the line that he says, right? Yeah. I think yeah. he represents space or he's on the side of space. I'm on the side of space. Doctor. <laughs> And I think that's what the war, the battle that they were having was like them, they like the doctor and, and, you know, the, the, yeah, the, what is it? The district? What is it? The division. The division. division. Yeah. The division. They are on the side of time and the doctor having lost all of her memory of this concept and maybe that's even when the division was and maybe that's why ruth like bailed for a while and like erased her memory was just like fuck this i don't want <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a lot um i don't know ruth had some big time uh uh amanda waller vibes in yeah. this yeah Every time they would cut back and forth between 13 and Ruth, I just, I wanted the whole scene to be Ruth because she just has this, yeah. such this commanding presence and like this real, like Gene Roddenberry kind of doctor. If you can just see her as like this emissary and I don't know, like I, I, I wanted more of her. I agree. I agree. You know what it would be cool is like, I, uh, I, I think it would be cool if, Chibnall leaves the show and Russell T. Davies takes over. Um, end of sentence. No. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. If he if he leaves and then he ends up doing like Doctor Who the division, and it's just like Ruth is the doctor and it's like a Ruth era thing, and that's the he show runs that while Russell T. Davies takes the baton and keeps going. That would be cool. That would be cool. Are there Ruth? It. Are are there like Ruth audio stories currently? No, not not yet. We're okay. not. Yeah, Big Finish hasn't gotten to um, the Chibnall era yet. Okay. They just got. They just started dipping their toes into Moffat. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's but true. they haven't. Yeah, they haven't done any Doctors yet. But they started doing like Unit with like his Unit crew, um, with the Scarf Girl. Like Osgood. Yeah, Osgood. Yeah. They he start they started doing stuff with them and then obviously with like River and um Missy. So hmm. but that's as far as they've gotten. What I like about your theory and what I think they are doing of like time and space doing these warring like forces is like the doctor being this almost kind of like chosen one, like she the one the one she can bring balance to time and space and make it work <laughs> yes. the way that it's supposed to. She's the avatar. Yes. She's she's Hopefully not Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that's what's going on here, uh, and that's kind of rad. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's cool, but it, it is. I don't know. I guess I've just had time to like settle into 
this new chosen one doctor who concept I think. Whereas, like, if you would have been like, yeah, no, the Doctor is the chosen one that brings balance to time and space. If you had said that to me, like, like two years ago, I'd be like, fucking Chibnall, god damn it. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I guess I've had just had time to, like, I think he's timed, <laughs> I think he's timed everything out very well. He's, like, spaced all of this, god damn it. All <laughs> <laughs> coming together. Yeah, no, but I I think he's I think he has uh, uh, let this information out in a in a manner that um, has allowed most people, normal brained people to uh, (laughs) accept it in a in a way that like doesn't feel shoehorned, I guess. Like it's been it's been little steps getting to this point, you know, but it's just been, you know, with between the timeless child and then like everything that was going on with season here, her first season, but like it has been these little sort of incremental things. And before you know it, you're like a lobster boiling in water where it's like a chosen one narrative. And you're like, wait, how the fuck, how did I get here? And why am I okay with it? But like, that's kind of how I feel. Cass, how do you feel about like a potential chosen one narrative for the doctor? Um, I feel like it's, it, it makes sense. Um, and honestly, I'm surprised it's taken this long. Um, totally. But I, I really, really, the thing that I want the most, I guess, is for it to stick the landing. Like, mm-hmm. I, at this point, like, I'm, I'm invested in, in 13. So, like, I want, and and I want this story to be, like, a good um it doesn't even need to be a good chosen one narrative it just needs to be like a good 13 story you know mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know i it's um i don't know i'm along for the ride i guess <laughs> yeah yeah i i, I guess i really like seeing her like fighting for something in this episode and hungry and being like, no, like I need this. Let me have this. Like that kind yeah. of like, uh, is victimized. You know, it, it felt like 10, the way that 10 could kind of be like, Oh, you know, rot sometimes. And mm-hmm. like, I hope, I hope that the show honors that fight and kind of takes it to an interesting place. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, with the, the concept of the war between time and space, I think that, What's interesting is that there is potentially there is, um, uh, you know, one, the timeless child could have been plucked out of keeping that balance between those two things. Right. And then as the Gallifreyans like used the timeless child to like build their society right and create regenerations and all of these things i copy her code kind of totally that's what is causing the issue is because like you know she's supposed to just sort of exist in the sort of ether between those two things keeping them at balance by like bouncing around and saving people and fixing things um and the Gallifreyans were like, no, 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 no. it's just going to, we're only going to focus on time and we're going to do it in a way that uh, only benefits us, you know? <laughs> and I think that that's, I think that there's a, wor- a world where like all of Doctor Who has led to the fact that like, and maybe that's even why the Doctor bailed on Gallifrey to begin with, not really knowing like why he was bailing when he bailed, mm-hmm. but once he did, he felt good about it and kept going with it because he was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do because that's what the timeless child was doing, you know? Yeah, it's it's almost like imagining the doctor being almost kind of like the silver surfer mm-hmm. or like the singular being that is the only one that can do this. But then, yeah, like the, the Gallifreyans took it and commodified it. And yeah. I love that because it's the Time Lord's fault. And I'm always a fan of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the Time Lords, they they're, they suck. They're the worst. Yeah. And so, like, that's great. Love that. They had the audacity to put the Timeless Child on trial once. 
the, the fuck these guys. The the <laughs> div- does the division work for the Time Lords? Yes. Am I remembering that correctly? I believe they do. I think they're a sect that the Master okay. and the Doctor were a part of, like Black Ops. Right. Okay. Okay. And my and my feeling is that they are taking season six B and making that canon. I think that fan theory. I think is basically what the division is. I think that there's a there's a very good chance that what we will end up with when they are like, oh, when did Ruth take place? Right. Mm-hmm. There's a chance that she could have been prior to William Hartnell, or I think she will Maybe end up true. being the real third doctor. That's what I think is going to end up happening. Mm, I like how nerdy that is. Because that's <laughs> where it makes the most sense in the canon. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it makes sense pre as well but that's not as fun it's just like yeah she just existed yeah. in the ether before of william hartnell because <laughs> they do that all fun. the time they do that all the time in comics right it's like actually i'm the first robin and like yeah 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 totally like yeah, it's easier a retcon. yeah a retcon yeah yeah um but yeah there's a gap in time nick we haven't gotten there we won't get there for a long time but the second doctor is forced to regenerate as a penance for fucking around Mm-hmm. Um, by the Time Lords. It's the introduction of the Time Lords to Doctor Who is his final story. And they're like, you have been uh, a little too uh, wily for a little too long, you little mm-hmm. dick. Um, you're gonna, <laughs> we're going to force you to regenerate and we're going to exile you on Earth. And so he, they does. And then you see him start to regenerate. And then a season later, like a year later, uh, you see, you saw the episode that you saw where he just saunters in. Yeah, John Pertwee just like falls out of the TARDIS, right? Yeah. Um, and so the theory is that he didn't regenerate right away. They forced, they erased his memory and forced him to, because that's the thing too, is Pertwee has no memory of like how to fly the TARDIS or right. whatever. And so the theory is that in that period, in between those period of time, there was, there's a missing story where, um, the second doctor is like working for the time Lords in black ops. And then eventually at the end of his black ops period, they're like, all right, we're done with you. Now you're exiled to earth with no memory of how to pilot with TARDIS. Good luck. <laughs> LOL. Um, and so that theory has always been that that is Troughton and Jamie, but there's, I think that there's a world where Chibnall is attempting to um, retcon it and make it canon, canonize the theory in the form of Ruth as being the actual, like, first female doctor, which is pretty rad. It'd be pretty crazy to get a Ruth uh, Jamie scene. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Don't do that to me. Like a a de-aged Jamie. The way they did Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Except better because Jamie's still alive. That the actor is still alive. Oh, cool. That's good to hear. Yeah, he still does uh audio dramas sometimes. There's a really great trilogy of audio dramas where he's the sixth doctor's companion. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those two personalities. But he's like an old man. It's like Jamie hasn't seen the doctor in like fifty years. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And he goes on one last ride with the sixth doctor, which is like it's good. It's a good show <laughs> of stories. So if you can believe it, uh, they introduced a new character in this episode. I know. <laughs> Another one. Yep. Another one. They sure did. So <laughs> I don't Ch- did, Ch- Ch- Chibnall, we we need to like <laughs> we need to like hang a sign and just like welcome Chibnall into like a, a room and just be like, okay, we have to talk about yeah. all of the characters. I mean, technically, uh uh, uh passenger is like millions of characters. That's true. He's like a person, um, person-shaped TARDIS. That was a great Doctor Who idea, like a living prison that has like a body and walks around. Um, but uh, so the new character, um, did was was were was she named at any point? Uh, Bell. Bell. Oh yeah, right. The first thing was Bell's journey or Bell's story. Mm-hmm. Um. What, what what did we think of Bell? I, I I thought like I've never seen that actor before, but I thought they were really like engaging. I really like her. She gave me like Rose Tico vibes, which is like always great. Um I um 
I'm really glad that uh they didn't try to shoehorn the the Yaz into the um oh my god, what's his name? Uh Vendor. Yeah. Um and I th- I think it was cool that she's kind of served as a foil um for like all the crazy time stream nonsense like like we don't know this person but she's dealing with like all of this uh nonsense outside in the universe and then we're going to right mess with time um yeah like we're I- going to like this character's journey is going to show you the breadth of what the flux has done to the universe yeah yeah uh- um Scott, what did you think of? Uh, I already forgot her name. Bell. Bell. Del. Bell. Bell. Um, yeah, no, it was cool. It was. Uh, it made me care about the guy a lot more. Um, mm. and uh, and I actually liked his storyline in this in general. Like, I liked what we learned about him. And so, like, yeah, I like to give criminal sh- <laughs> shit for like introducing more characters, but I do, <laughs> I do like, I like that it it uh nullified any like romantic stuff that might be happening um or seemed like it was happening last week we were worried would happen and then also um uh, you know it's not i hate to say this but because he was already introduced and she is connected to him and his storyline i don't know that it counts as like a new character like well it's it's, a, it's definitely not a new plot thread right exactly yeah, exactly yeah. and that's that's why it's like a little it doesn't bother me so much but yeah like you you think it's 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 separate the whole time or maybe you know i suspected i was like oh is she talking about yeah she's talking about the doctor like who's who's her love and like oh it's vinder that's cool cuz like it makes me care more about both of these characters more at the same time mhm yeah yeah and exactly. she had a cool dual wieldy gunfight where she killed a bunch of cybermen yeah and her stuff was cool like her going through the different sectors of mm-hmm. like time and space of like yeah trying to get to him that's, that's I cool. have I have a question that's very important uh yeah. to my feelings on this episode it, that little handheld device that was communicating with her via emojis is that supposed to be like the the baby communicating the fetus communicating I don't know but like I feel like that's the implication like the, yeah and it um yeah. I don't know it's freaking me out a little <laughs> I can't because yeah, like you know, it's like oh, we'll be all right, isn't that right, Bob? And then they're like heart <laughs> emoji, and then like she she touches her stomach, and it's like we'll be okay. And then it's like oh, is this the baby? The fetus have like an implant? It can like communicate with the mom, like heart emoji, or does it? Does it have an implant, or does she have an implant that can just like read the general vibes of the of the of the the fetus, the fetus? And that's why it's emojis and not like talking because it's just hmm. vibes. It's like a mood ring. <laughs> I, ho- I hope it's that. Cause like you only get a few precious months to like not think about anything, you know? And mm-hmm. it- it's when you're in the womb and I wouldn't want to take that away from anything to be right? like, Hey, what do you think? How are you feeling right now? <laughs> We're running away oh. from Daleks right now. Isn't that great? <laughs> like- that was fun. They showed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, they rolled up. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to think of other. Uh, oh, we get the return of Die Diane, uh, Dan's love interest. Oh yes, we do. She's just stuck in that house still. Yeah, yeah. I kept, uh, I kept forgetting what his timeline thing was um yeah that's right that's what it was okay oh he he met he met the old man from the 19th century liverpool oh right 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 yeah oh yeah yeah like he knew him or something right kind of they they were talking about a place like they're just like i think they're both oh yeah 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 and then yeah i don't know what his deal is either like that was really confusing and like the 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 concepts time and space it seems like he's gone mad weary like he he's yeah. kind of tripping out towards the end yeah he's got a laser yeah. gun i mm-hmm. i like uh he is i will give him this so he started winning me over in this episode um, oh dan yeah dan oh cool uh, 
And I think, and I think the reason is because he started giving me Jamie vibes of mm. just like, of him just being like, he's dumb as a box of rocks, but he's, <laughs> he's there to party, you know? Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. He, he, <laughs> where the doctor's just like, like, well, I've got your back, doctor. Like that's that's his vibe, and I'm I'm kind of into it. I don't barely know, like understanding that. what's going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Totally. Has, he's like, I don't know what this is, but yeah, if you say we should do it, let's do it. But then also like, <laughs> fights her on shit, and then she's like, listen, you idiot, <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> don't do, don't do it. Don't. No. And he's like, oh, all right, hey. if you say so. Oh, you say so. <laughs> yeah, very Jamie. Very. I think it's the companion with the most Jamie vibes I think we've ever had since Jamie. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you yes. turned around because the, the, the vibes you're describing is how I've been feeling since Halloween Apocalypse. Okay. Um, that he's just, and especially like you said at the beginning, Scott, where like she just throws Dan on the thing with her. She doesn't ask him. He's just like a sack <laughs> of potatoes that he's just yeah. stuck with. Yeah. No, I, I, I've, I've liked it more now that they're not trying to prove that he's the goodest boy. Um, sure. That, that's what was annoying me was just like, because he's very, uh, but it's, you know, but he is very dog like though, because like, you don't ask your dog if it wants to go outside or like move. You just take your dog with you. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought the, um, the gag with Dan in the, in the doctor's past playing the same dog man, like the oh, like Carvinista. Yeah. That was really funny. Yeah. Um, oh, good pull. Totally forgot what they were called. I'm not a fan of the doctor yelling at Yaz uh, twice. That's that sucked. Um, yeah, she's hitting like Order of the Phoenix levels of like grump grumpiness. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to defend her and say that this is a very stressful situation. <laughs> I agree with Me, both of you. Being in the in the midst of, of the a war between time and space, the two things and, that she trusts more than anything. <laughs> And an unprecedented, an unprecedented identity crisis. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a pretty stressful situation. You know what? I'm going to give it to her. Go ahead That's... and yell at Yaz. It's okay. <laughs> but I'm it did like... make me sad and upset. And yes, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And like I, I don't know. I I keep feeling like Yaz is getting sidelined throughout this whole thing. Um. So, I mean, uh, what I will say is like I I'm, I'm fearful of that too. But I'm hoping that like you know the the, the shots of Yaz like, are you are you good, Doctor? You want to say that again? Did you just mm-hmm. like? I hope I hope that it's building to her like Martha like standing her ground and like mm. confronting her her friend. You know, and if it, yeah. like you said, if it, if it if she ends up getting sidelined, it'll kind of repaint a lot of the season for me in retrospect. Hmm. Hmm. But uh, yeah, Kashira Major scene was probably like she had a scene with her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one where she was on patrol. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. That was a cool throwback. That... Right. Yeah, I like the scene with her sister because her sister was just like, "This is how I'm going to get laid. I'm going <laughs> to become really good at video games," and I'm just like. Oh, the sad thing is she's right. Um, she doesn't, <laughs> but she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to do that to get laid. But man, that's a quick way to make it happen. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I like I like Yaz's sister. Remember the the scene where like the dad was futzing around with like a Google Home or something, mm-hmm. and he was trying to get the Beatles to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like her a lot. I like I her wish... whole thing. I wish you'd seen you more want of me to the, be single forever. The cons, you know, the con family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know because that's Cause that's the thing. Like, oh, sorry. Um, oh no, please, please. Uh, I I feel like that's why I'm so conflicted about this because, like, I really liked Belle, and it sucks that like they're like competing for my attention in this story. Um, I. But I I feel like um, the more characters that just kind of start showing up and 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 like piling on, um, the less I get to see like Yaz interacting with the Doctor, and like that bumps me out. Definitely. Yeah. 
Like, I just think it's not, I don't, I just don't think it's Chibnall's style, like to have a one-on-one thing. I think he likes ensembles. Like I'm trying to even think of something that he's done that isn't just an ensemble. And I think think that's just what he does. I think that's what he (laughs) likes. It's, it reminds me a lot of the Star Wars sequel trilogy where there were all these threads that could be so cool and so many, you know, different fans were like, oh, look at this thing. This could be that thing. And then like you get to the end of the movies and you're like, oh, so much of that was never even on the creative people's radar of yeah. stuff to care about. Yeah. 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 I mean, I also think the Chibnall is, um, you know, I think his weak points as a writer is that uh, I don't I don't think his characters are great. Um, and I think that he hides that fact behind a large ensemble. And so when you have a large ensemble, you can have a ton of two-dimensional characters. And because you're only, like, hitting them up, like, you know, a couple of scenes per episode, you know, right. it feels like he's a better writer, a better character writer than he actually is, you know? Because mm-hmm. you can just, like dumb the characters down to like a simple concept and it's like this is their one note thing but they're not going to feel one note because you were barely going to see them (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's just a thing that he does because i you know this is the guy that ran torchwood you know um and torchwood was similar i forgot that that. i forgot Yeah. yeah 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 Oh my god! Yeah. That makes so much just sense. Just the first two seasons. I don't think he yeah. had anything to do with the the third and fourth. I think that was just Russell, right? But yeah, the first two seasons were were Chibnall's. Remember, Lady Cyberman, Cyber Cyber Lady. Um, <laughs> you know, this isn't the first time I've compared this to this, but this episode of Flux also really reminded me of reading like a comic book, like a trade paperback, mm. of like. Like, you know, imagine if this was like a Green Lantern story and it was just like dropping in and out of different periods of how Jordan's life, it would be like, okay, what's happening right now? Okay, he's in boot camp. I'm That's the mean drill sergeant. Oh, that's like the asshole at, at camp that's always messing with them. You know, very broad stock characters. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Grand Serpent, the most like <laughs> um, crooked, corrupt politician in the universe. <laughs> I was disappointed it was not a literal snake. I wanted it to be a snake oh, alien yeah. so bad. Oh, you know, I'm always down for that. A big old like snake. No, not like, like a Mara. A, like, I don't know. Like a big old snake with a crown and like a little like sash that says that he's the grand serpent. And like a sep- <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's good. And then he, he nudges like a bag of gold in front of those two aliens that he was like bribing. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Stop the recording, Vinda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I shouldn't. <sighs> uh, like if the snake from that Robin Hood cartoon became like the yes. king, like took over yes. the crown from yes. the lion. Sir <laughs> oh, Yes. No. I kind of like it even better if it is a normal sized snake. It's not even a giant snake. <laughs> yeah. It's a little snake, little garden snake. On a giant throne. Uh, yeah. But wait, okay. no, is it better if it's a giant throne? Like a like is it better if it's a little snake on a big throne or a little snake on a little throne? <laughs> Which is better? Oh man, I, I don't know. With like a yeah. microphone. <laughs> Cause like, okay, like if you if we're watching like like Russell T era Doctor Who. And he names drops the Grand Serpent. I'm just like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> What's <laughs> this going to yeah. be? <laughs> he wouldn't just call it that. No. <laughs> oh, man. There's been a, yeah, there haven't been nearly enough snakes in Doctor Who. I, I will say that. <laughs> oh, oh, just I'm excited for you to watch more like Fifth Doctor stuff. <laughs> oh, cool. But yeah, like the snake that Ray saved in, in Rise of Skywalker, if that thing was just like in a throne room and had like a little crown. <laughs> the best. And then a little emoji phone so you knew how it was feeling. <laughs> oh, <No>, we can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't talk. You just get emojis. <laughs> uh, 
No, that that emoji, that emotion reader, like baby reader thing, mm-hmm. uh that if this was a Moffat episode, that would be some scary. That would turn into some scary shit real quick. Uh-huh. That would be like w- that would be like demon baby, like it like just like, turns baby. into like yeah, yeah, well, demon, it, um, demon oh, emoji, demon totally, emoji. Oh, totally. oh god, <laughs> thumbs down emoji, thumbs down emoji. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. is that the same emoji technology that the emoji robots had? I think so. I think it's a reference to that. That was like a Capaldi episode, right? Oh, right. That was a Capaldi episode. Yeah. Bill, Bill Potts. Right. That was. That was like Bill's like second episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Bill. What remember Bill? Bill. <laughs> she wasn't sidelined. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's the star of the show, one might say. That is that is interesting though. Like you made a good point. Like, you know, whether it was Clara or or Karen. <laughs> I always I never call her Amy Pond anymore. It's so weird. Um <laughs> Or or Bill Potts, Moffat would kind of write a season around a companion, like tell a story about a companion. Mm-hmm. And that's like, true. I think that would have been so cool with Yaz, but like, I think I think that's not what Chip Nolan is interested in doing. You know, yeah. For- and Russell's style was uh, creating uh, an, an incredible character that you want to follow, mm-hmm. having them just be a regular companion for a while, and then just sneaking in a storyline in the third act, just like, and this is what they were fighting for the whole time. Anyway, <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> the story is wrapped up. I did it. If we're lucky. Normally yeah. it's like, here's the saddest ending you can possibly think of. <laughs> right? Oh yeah, that's true too. Sometimes that, sometimes that um, gave us some great gifts though. Yeah. And more to come. <laughs> Do we have more? Here's a good here's a good uh, Doctor Who question. Which era of Doctor Who has more famous gifts? Rusty Davies era or Moffat era? Mm, gifts or okay, cuz of gifts, right? Specifically gifts, not just memes. Sure, memes and gifts, any of that. Yeah. Cuz like I don't know if there's like a iconic Fez gif, you know. Yeah. Because like right. ten, you have like my hair is trembling with emotion. <laughs> <laughs> you have the one where he's crying in the rain, right? Yeah, that's the one that I was thinking of immediately. That made me think of this. Yeah, pizza. Um, you've got you've got Wilf with the with the with the antlers. The yeah, no, I shan't. Yeah. It's I shan't. Yeah, no, I shan't. It's Christmas. And then the <laughs> and then the crying at the lottery ticket. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, like, he's like reaching out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That whole thing. Um, uh, air from my lungs. Mm. Yeah, so, so that one the do, the doctor doing his little like not nine mm-hmm. doing his little like head wobble thing, his little neck dance. His you do have dance. eleven doing the weird like dance at their wedding though. Like I see that right. one. All yeah, the time. that's true. Uh, the finger guns eleven. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think Russell true. T wins for sure. Yeah. I think I think his era was just so extra that it it like allows itself to to be gift and memed a lot better than Moffat's did. A lot like the the, the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies. Mm, yes, yes, yes. I think that's what it is. I think I think that Russell T Davies era has more gifts and memes, whereas Moffat's era is known for references, like people uh, reference. Right. The Moffat era a lot, like Hello yeah. Sweetie and Hello Sweetie, Bowties are cool, but it's always like not a meme or a GIF or anything like that. It's yeah. it doesn't well, go outside of itself. It's just a mm-hmm. reference. Yeah. Well, because like I think also like the Sam Raimi movies, like the RTD era wasn't worried about being cool at all. Right. That's and, true. Like the Moffat era loved being cool and loved being epic. That's true. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, sometimes you know. The Rusty Davies era would fall on its face from <laughs> from lack of cool, like when uh, when the Doctor uh, starts singing the Ghostbusters theme song on his way out of the TARDIS, <laughs> which is maybe the lamest thing that's ever happened on Doctor Who. But you know, well, we do we do cringy things when we're hanging out with our girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Heard that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh. I think um I don't anyway. know like I think that's that's like the energy that's missing though from like 13's era as a whole and it is really sad to me cuz like people don't yeah. I know people let like less people are watching it too but like mm-hmm. there isn't like a, a like a like a moment like a really iconic moment yet I hope there is um god what if her like what if her her like she finally gets her I am the doctor speech and it's like as she regenerates before she regenerates god like, damn it right no before she regenerates <laughs> no you know i've always i've always kind of thought that about the rings of akaten mm-hmm. is like ah oh, this would be a really good regeneration speech and like yeah it'd be like a baller move if the middle of this episode he just regenerated because he just wanted to save this one little planet you know there is a there's a very good Doctor Who regeneration story that you haven't watched yet that is oh, cool, cool. all about that. Um, <laughs> Rings yeah. of Akaten, underrated episode, I think. It I is. think so too. You're right. Yeah, it is. It, it's because I think it's underrated because it's surrounded by a bunch of episodes that people really don't like. Because that's that first like half season of Clara, like Bells mm-hmm. of Saint John, and yeah, yeah. I was like, right when people were like, fuck this, and like stopped <laughs> watching the show. <laughs> it's like literally Including that us. second episode. Yeah. Journey to the Center of the TARDIS. That was that was in the half season with Amy, the the summer blockbuster half season, right? Was Wasn't it? that oh, that season? No, Clara was in Journey that. to the Center of the Tar- Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's Why a Why am I remembering joint. that as a as an Amy episode? Okay. Well, cuz it's right. cuz there there wasn't a quality increase, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it right, didn't get it didn't it didn't get better post uh Angels Take Manhattan or pre-Angels Take Manhattan. It was kind of rough for a while. Oh boy. Well, speaking of Angels Take Manhattan. Mm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, um the, so the Angel showed up and started creating even more confusion with the time zone stuff. Yeah, um, because it would like. Oh, what do you think of the part where it like came in through Yaz's video game? I that was that was great. I yeah. I I I'm putting my money down and saying this is going to be the best use of the of the angel since Blink. I I I'm fully on board. I love what he's doing with them so far. I think it's great. Do but, you mean when you mean best use of? Are you referring to Flux or next week's episode? Uh, I mean, flux like so As far. I mean, we'll see. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Next week, I think is going to be sort of like the result of all this angel stuff. Yeah, um, and so we'll see how it pays off. I think next week, the trailer for next week's episode looks rad as hell. Mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah, this looks like a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> um, I was it like, has, gimme, gimme. Yeah, it has like but, a '60s British horror vibe. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. it does. Oh man, I'm so into it. I can't wait for next week's episode. I was like, I watched that trailer and I was like, hell yeah, bring, give me that. I'm ready. But, but I agree with you, Scott. I, I think like this, the one or two sequences we've had of the angels have been pretty effective. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're all angeled out, but like, yeah, like I've always said, I, I, I'm sick of a, of a villain until somebody finds something cool to do with them. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. You know? Um, so yeah, I was sick of them <laughs> and I wanted them to be gone, but if mm-hmm. he's got a cool take for on them, bring it. Cause like, Honestly, that's they're like they're like a time virus, the 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 angels mm-hmm. and and the fact that they can exist within this like flux timeline thing that they were all in in this week almost makes me wonder if that's how they exist all the time. Like that's where they live. Is oh, like we- in this in this like weird, like ethereal plane of existence between time and space and like that's how they exist and so the reason that they like got involved where they were just like what the fuck are you guys doing here you're not supposed to be here (laughs) this is my house (laughs) get off my lawn (laughs) yeah you hit me yeah right (laughs) yeah um casted the angels because that because that's kind of where my point of confusion was is when they were like Oh, is the angel causing the flux being we or the the time stuff being weird, like the time prison that they were all trapped in? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, no, I think because it like it just kind of like shows up or follows them in, right? It follows them in because mm-hmm. you see it at the very beginning when the doctor jumps in. Um, I think 
I think I'm I was just getting stuck on like the big cerebral like broad swaths of like this is the grander plot of this thing but I still don't understand it so hopefully he clarifies yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've always kind of thought of the angels as sentient, but now yeah. that we're talking about them as like a virus, I kind of like the idea of like, like I'm reading the science fiction book right now about humans find this thing that hunts light. It just eats light. And so it's like making the sun dim, mm. but it's, it's like, it's not an, it's like, it's, that's just what it does is it just eats light. And so the idea of like angels just being this like germ or virus that seeps out of like a flux outbreak and just like mm -hmm. tries to hunt time. I don't know. It's creepy. Yeah. Cause they're like, their whole thing is like sending random people where they don't belong. Right. And, yeah. and it, it, that's why it feels like, it feels like they're like a time virus, you know, like where it's yeah. like, it's like they're, they're breaking time. I don't know. Like maybe they're like some I, yeah. kind of weird side. Remember? Because they um they feed off the, the energy, right? Like the displacement yeah. energy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they that's what they say in the in Blink anyway. Yeah. Um do you remember that period of time where everyone was like, Oh, is Russell T. Davies going to explain the angels are like Gallifreyan prisoners or some shit? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At an, in end of time or whatever. Yeah, in end of time, the the lady, the lady and the guy, and they were right yeah. next to the right next to the Gallif the Time Lords, and they were both like doing this or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, were yeah. Like, oh, they're like, and they were like imprisoned, and they're like, oh, they're going to turn them to stone, and they're going to be angels. It's very, you weird. know, they could have <laughs> even been right. Like maybe that was setting up something that Moffat just chose not to pick up. Like no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, but no thanks, Russell. <laughs> Exterior Statue of Liberty. <laughs> oh, no. Credits. <laughs> uh, what did you think of uh, the cliffhanger where the angel like hijacks the TARDIS? Oh, that was very silly. I, I liked it. <laughs> I loved how silly it was, how it was just standing there staring at them like <laughs> like a cat that just got caught in something. Oh, caught not supposed to be doing something. this, huh? Yeah, Vic, you just got caught being somewhere. Like, you just turned on the lights and the cat was like, I know I'm not supposed to be here. It's not what it looks like. like that was the vibe of the angel. That was so good. Oh. Has it been the one angel the whole miniseries? Oh, that's an interesting thought. Um, I don't know. Because we there just saw love... one. There, there were multiple in the trailer, right? Yes. For sure. That's yeah, I love the idea of like a whole, like a village of angels, just like. That's what the episode's I... called. Oh my God. I know, village. I It was, <laughs> I can't wait for next week. I'm so pumped. I hope, I it hope it's really up. good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I hope it's really good. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think of we had the scene with so we find out that Dan was engaged and then she canceled it two days before because Dan was just, just so annoying. <laughs> that really sucks. <laughs> she gets soup done. Oh, I couldn't be bothered. Oh, it's people without soup at night. <laughs> wow. How long have you been working on that one? I, <laughs> I feel like I've been failing this whole time, and that was just the first time that it. <laughs> okay, yeah. He brought back the Moffat. He had to try Dan. Yeah, yeah. I had to like, yeah, shake it out. Yeah. <laughs> Bell had a really said, interesting. Everything yeah. he says ends on like an upswing of That's like. The, yeah, it's got to go up a little bit. It's got to go up a little bit. Like it's all like it's everything's a question because he doesn't know anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bell also had an interesting dialect. I couldn't tell if like I think he was, was Irish. Okay, I think that's what I was yeah. hearing. I think it's I think it's Irish. I think it's just 
it's weird for I think Americans to to see uh, an Asian actress and then hear an Irish accent. Well, like, I well think you know it's what's funny? Like, yeah, um, my brain was like, oh, another Asian Irish actor that I can think of. Maybe the only uh, other is the uh, the actor that played uh, Cho Chang in the Harry Potter movies. I think was Irish. yeah, right. Mm. But and yeah, so like, that's that the same actor. Be, and then I was like, yeah, it's got to be based on something, right? That con like so there must be like a like a large like Asian component of uh, yeah. Ireland or something. Colonialism's weird. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. to some people, it's weird that I have this accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm trying to just think if there was any other. Um... Have we had this much fun with Doctor Who since 13's era started? Probably, I, I don't think so. Like, I don't know. Yeah, man. Well, because it was always it's always been so stop and start. You know, mm-hmm. is like we'll get a good one, and then we'll get one where like two of us like it, but one of us don't. Or yeah, there hasn't just I been like just oh, we're on like, a run. Yeah, I I feel like it's all been kind of stodgy too, where we like don't have a lot to say about any of it. You know, like until timeless Ch- timeless child. Is that was it timeless child or timeless children? What was it called? I think it was the second one. Okay. I, I don't well, know. anyway, um, <laughs> until that one, I feel like we didn't have like a lot to talk about with these episodes. Mm-hmm. And then we get here and it's just like, yeah, it's like a run and gun and it's so fun and feels like Dr. Who again. I don't know. The, the, the episode that introduced Ruth with the Jadoon was fun. Oh yeah. That was a really fun one too. But then yeah. even then that well, has see- to do with like the, the overarching, like, timeless children thing so right mm-hmm. right yeah last season was fun because we had like a mystery of like what does this all mean like what's the master doing here who's ruth you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and this is yeah. kind of taking taking what worked from that season because then there was also a lot of chuffa in that season unfortunately mm-hmm. i just i just love that that it took chibnall 22 episodes to realize like oh i can just write doctor who but write it serialized and that can be my doctor who <laughs> it's like yeah that's what we were all saying from the beginning man it's like <laughs> you made broad church yeah god damn <laughs> you had three of these yeah you didn't need me to make an adult contemporary doctor who that's nobody was asking for that Make a big, silly show and just serialize the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. So we I have three it. left. Three. Yes. And then the holiday special shortly thereafter. Holiday. So, like, we don't know Christmas or New Year's or. Right. No, I don't think. Yeah, we don't know the answer to that yet. I'm assuming it'll be um, New Year's Day like it was like like his era has been because. Right. One. I want it to be because I don't want him to. Just, I don't want him to take this away from Russell T Davies of like returning on Christmas. Christmas, yeah, yeah. <laughs> turning Christmas back on. Yeah. All right, just uh, flip this and uh, turn that on. There we go. <laughs> All these lights. Yeah. Those turn off Santas. the ball and turn on the tree. Uh, oh, what if he brings those creepy robot Santas back? That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> Or well, he did robot Santas. He did angels, so maybe he could do elves. Elves, yeah. Creepy robot elves. That'd be good. <laughs> uh, he could bring back uh, Nick Frost Santa and make that canon. Oh yeah, I like that too. Oh man, remember that weird anyway. bait and switch that episode turned out to be. Uh-huh. We're not saying Santa's real in this universe. We're just we're just saying he's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's good though, man. Yeah. No, I remember, sure. remember I watched that the second time and I was like, this episode fucking rules. Right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. When we did our we did our holiday bracket. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And we're planning Which on doing that with the Russell T. Davies penned episodes. Yeah. We yes. want to do that at some point. Um Ooh. that'll be interesting. Bring that will time. be interesting. Yeah. That'll be something we want to do for fun um, sometime before he takes over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that about covers it. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, cool. everybody. We'll be back Man. next week with <laughs> village of the angels. Hell yeah. Bye everybody.